Good morning. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, hypocrites, Mm -hmm. for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have have received their reward in full. But when you pray to your Father who is unseen, then then your Father who is unseen is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they will they will be heard because of their many words do not be like them for your father for your father knows what you need before you ask him this is this is then how you should pray our father in heaven hallowed be thy name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also also forgive you but if you do not forgive their sins your father will not forgive your sins that's the word of the lord thank you asher and uh, may the lord add his blessing to this the reading of his word amen Well, we are spending the whole summer in prayer, in a series on prayer. Every time I'm in the pulpit from now through the beginning of August, we will be uh, taking one line of the Lord's Prayer and using that as sort of a portal into um, understanding prayer more and growing in our prayer lives. And today we're focusing on the phrase, Our Father in Heaven. It's providential that it's Father's Day. I didn't plan this to line up, but um, that's, yeah, I appreciate how God works. So I want to begin today with a quick story. A few weeks ago, um, I was headed to Burlington for an appointment, and I really wanted some coffee. I didn't have time to stop and go through the line to order some coffee at Starbucks. I like Starbucks, I know. Um... So I have an app on my phone where you can actually order ahead, and then you can just walk in and grab it off the counter and go. It's great. Um, so I, you know, with my hands free, I, in my car, I quick went and just ordered the coffee to be picked up at the store. Tall, black, no cream, no sugar, just the way God intended it. <laughs> and um, amen, amen. Okay, that, I can stop preaching. The sermon's done. <laughs> no. Um, 
<laughs> so I pull into Starbucks on Shelburne Road. I run into the store. It's like five minutes before my appointment. And my coffee is not there on the counter. And I'm thinking, oh, they had like 25 minutes to do this. I, I can't believe they, they, it's not ready yet. And then I had a sinking feeling in my stomach, and I checked my phone, and sure enough, I had ordered it for the, the Williston Road star Starbucks and not the Shelburne Road location. So I share that because it's possible to get everything right except the most important thing, right? And that's, that's true with prayer. We can talk about the right techniques, the right posture, the right ideas, but if we miss the most important thing, nothing else will work. We will not grow in prayer. We'll not experience the intimacy with God that we're called to or the power that we have in prayer or the knowledge of ourself that we can have in prayer. And in this passage, Jesus says two words that tell us the most important thing. That is, our Father. Another way to say this is the, base, the most basic question, the most primary concern when we talk about prayer or think about prayer is to whom are we praying? Who is on the other end of the line of this thing? Right? And if we get that wrong, if we don't understand what it means that our Father in heaven is hearing us, then we're not going to go very far. Um, and I believe that everything else that we need to learn about prayer, every way we need to grow in prayer, flows from those two words, our Father. They're amazing words. And we're going to talk about them today. In particular, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about how they show us who God is and who we are. Who God is and who we are. And unless we get those two things right first... We will not grow in prayer as God longs for us to. So they tell us who God is, for starters. Now, the longer you've been in church, um, the more of an obstacle you have to hearing these words the way they would have originally sounded to his disciples. Because we are so familiar with people saying, Heavenly Father and our Father in heaven and Father God, that we expect Christians to talk this way. We've grown up, many of us, in churches where that's, uh, those words are said a lot. We say them a lot. We pray the Lord's Prayer a lot. But those words would have sounded radical to the disciples. They were good Jews, good religious people. They were good at prayer. They had grown up learning all the prayers of, uh, of the Jewish tradition. And here's how they might have start, started a typical prayer. Oh, Adonai, Adonai, the Most High God, the exalted King of creation, we, your humble servants, bow before you. Something like that, right? Because... God is exalted and high and other from us. We are creatures. He is the creator. He is the God who in Exodus was in lightning and thunder and earthquake on the top of Mount Sinai, right? 
And so, of course, God is exalted and magnificent and holy, but astonishingly, Jesus tells them to pray to that God as our Father. The word that Jesus would have used in Aramaic, his mother tongue, was Abba, which is like Dad. Our Dad in heaven. It's amazing. No one before Jesus dared to speak to God that way. If you flip through the Old Testament, there are a few cases where God is referred to as being like a father, but it's, it's metaphorical language. No one has addressed God as my father or our father. That is unique to Jesus, and it is still unique to Christians. At the same time, Jesus does not diminish God's transcendence because he says, Father in heaven, right? And so we remember that God is still completely powerful and Lord, uh, Lord of all and King of the universe. He's exalted in heaven. So Jesus is saying, in prayer, you come to the King of the universe. You walk into the throne room of this King, but you remember that the person on the throne is your dad and that changes everything you have to understand how how different that is from all the other uh, religious systems out there and at the time of Jesus according to Jesus the biggest kind of uh, paradigm change this makes is that prayer is not about trying to get God's attention he says in verse 7, When you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans, because they think they will be heard for their many words. Now, a, a pagan was someone who worshipped another god, a Roman god like Zeus or Hermes or a, a, a Greek god or a Babylonian god or a... Uh, Mesopotamian God, Mesopotamian God, and there were plenty of gods to choose from, uh, just as there are today. But the one thing they all had in common was they needed to be persuaded or convinced to listen to you to do something for you. And so you would you would pray if you prayed with the right uh, earnestness or passion or the right words or the right secret knowledge or the right. Uh, techniques, then maybe your God would bend his ear and listen to what you have to say and deign to grant your request. It was all about techniques and methods. And Jesus says, no, you don't have to get God's attention. He already is paying attention to you. And so you can say, our Father in heaven. I'm just coming to you like a child to his father. Now that is still a pretty radical idea today. Um, we have to kind of cut through the, the Christian, uh, the subculture or the, the, the Christianity that's, that's, that's all around us um, that makes that word father seem trite or seem normal. But... Uh, still today, many people are seeking the divine, are seeking God, and how do they do it? Through 
this spiritual guru podcast or these prayer beads or this incense or this type of technique to align yourself or to manifest your, your, your divine power. It's all about techniques and methods and getting God's attention to do something for you. And Jesus says, no. You have a Father in heaven who hears you when you pray. Even in the Christian church, um, you know, you see people thinking that what they do is getting God's attention. Maybe it's someone mindlessly fingering a rosary. Or maybe it's uh, someone in the charismatic tradition in the more extreme quarters who thinks they have to work themselves up into a trance and say words uh, of a song enough times to get God to show up. But the truth is God is our attentive Heavenly Father who knows what we need before we ask Him according to Jesus. That's amazing. It's not about techniques. It's not about doing something right to get God's attention. I remember as a six or seven year old probably in children's church um, a woman who I'm sure was meaning well meant well was trying to teach us kids the correct way to pray. And I remember her showing how you had to fold your hands like this or like this. And your chin shouldn't be too far down or too far up. And she actually corrected one kid who was drooping his chin too far. And even at the time, I remember thinking, ah, I'm not sure I believe this lady. <laughs> um, but you see, it's not about techniques. It's not about doing something right. It's about the relationship we can have with our Heavenly Father. That's the most important thing to know about prayer and the first thing. What difference would it make if, if that was your approach to prayer? If, if you knew that you had a Heavenly Father who wanted to hear you, who understood your concerns before you asked them, who didn't need to be uh, flagged down or, or gotten his attention to listen to you. Now, I also need to add, as I say this, that for many people, the concept Father contains ideas that are not true of our Heavenly Father. Some of us have had abusive or absent fathers, or we all have imperfect earthly fathers. But here's the thing. Jesus gets to define who this father is. And he is a good father. According to Jesus, he is generous. He is kind. He is responsive. He's not distant. He's emotionally invested. He is uh, a father who gives good gifts to his children. He's trustworthy. He's safe. He, he, he's not just safe. He's magnificent and full of love. And so that needs to be the picture in our minds as we approach God. And what difference would it make to your prayer life if you believe that about God? And that that Father was the King of the universe and wanted to listen to what you had to say. What difference would it make? Sometimes, if you're like me, you struggle to even want to pray. 
Uh, it does take intentionality and discipline, but what if we really believed that our Heavenly Father wanted us to talk to Him? And that if we really believed this was a, an immense privilege. <clears throat> Another difference is that um, sometimes we can struggle to find the right words in prayer. We think, oh, I just can't express what I mean, or I'm not sure I'm saying it the right way. And, and don't you see, God isn't concerned about that. He knows what you need before you ask Him. He's a good Father. Look, if, if I had set a time to um, catch, play catch with Ewan outside, my son, and uh, he came out and he said, Okay, Dad, I'm ready. And I said, um, you're not really good enough at catch yet to, for me to play with you. <laughs> or, you didn't ask me the right way, so I'm not going to do this with you today. Of course not, because I want to spend time with my son. I want to meet him where he's at. It's about the relationship, not the techniques. And you can talk something out with your father until you understand what it is you're trying to say or just be with him our father in heaven so the first thing is that we know through those words who God is but secondly and importantly to pray those words our father also makes us remember something about ourselves that we need to understand there's a reason that Jesus teaches us to pray our Father and not simply my Father. What is that? And all through the Lord's Prayer, actually, the pronouns are first person plural. Lead us not into temptation. Give us our daily bread. Deliver us from evil. Have you ever wondered why uh, it's like that? It's not because Jesus uh, spoke this as a prayer to say in church, primarily, although it's good to pray in church. It's because prayer is not just a private, personal thing. On the one hand, yes, we do have personal access to the Father. We are His child. He is our Father. But I'm not His only child. <laughs> You're not His only children. And so when we pray our Father, we remember that we come through the Son, Jesus, as brothers and sisters, children of God. That's, and, and do not neglect, do not forsake the benefits of praying with and for and on behalf of other believers. Some of the best experiences I've ever had in prayer have not been by myself in my room or out in nature, but they've been with other Christians, just like Brian shared today. Because someone else might have a word that you need to hear. Someone else might see something about God and say that in prayer that, that you hadn't thought of. Someone else might have faith when your faith is weak. You see, we need each other to grow in prayer. It's not just a solo activity. We're not 
little monks off in our little cells out in the wilderness um, doing this? No, it's, it's a community thing. It's a church thing. Let me, let me put a plug in for our monthly prayer meeting, which usually happens on the fourth Thursday of each month at the Jimmy Center and on Zoom. We meet from 7 to 8 p.m., and sometimes there's a, a theme or several themes, but there's always a chance to share personal needs and to just be prayed for. Take advantage of that. But one more thing we need to understand about ourselves, and this is where I'll finish. Uh, who is it who gets to use tho- those words, our Father? Is it anyone and everyone? Actually, no. The, the massive privilege that we have of addressing God as his children only comes through Jesus. And that privilege is given only to the community of faith in Christ. You see, Jesus was not just a teacher who taught people how to pray to God. He was a Savior who died and rose again so that we could have a relationship with the Father, with His Father. He was the only Son, the perfect Son of God, who had a perfect relationship with his Father in heaven. And because of that, because he was not sin and yet died for our sin, we can, by faith in him, join in his relationship with the Heavenly Father. We can become children of God. The only way to be a child of God, to call God Father, is through adoption. And that adoption was through what Jesus did. Listen to how the Apostle Paul says this in Romans eight fourteen through 16. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. He's contrasting this to following the law. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. By the Spirit, by the Spirit of Christ in us, given to us at our salvation. We cry, Abba, Father. The voice that we have to say, our Father, comes from the Spirit of Jesus in us. And he says, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. You see, it changes everything to pray our Father, if you can pray that as an adopted child of God. That's how you have that intimate access to the Father, in and through Jesus. I'll close with a story that illustrates this, and some of you have heard this story before. It uh, came through the Alpha course, which we have done here a few times. And, and here's the story. During the Civil War, a young man was in the Union Army, uh, 18 or 19 years old. He got word that his father had died, leaving his mom and his young sister to um, tend to the farm all by themselves. And uh, they weren't able to do all the work that was needed, and so they risked starvation, uh, at the very least losing everything, 
um, unless the son could come home and help them. Now this young man knew that the only way he would ha get a dispensation to uh, leave his post and to return home was by a presidential order. It was the only way he could do it. So he resolved to uh, talk to the president. One day when his uh, company was stationed near Washington, he, he walked up to the White House, and I think before he could even knock on the door, the guard stopped him and said, Hey, what do you want? Why are you here? Who are you? And he tried to explain that he had to talk to President Lincoln to get this uh, presidential order, but he was turned away. And so he was uh, dejected, hopeless. He went and sat on a bench nearby and just uh, didn't know what he was going to do. Well, sometime later, a young boy came along and said, Hey, what are you so sad about? And this man uh, told the young boy his problem and what he had to do. And so the boy then said, hey, come with me. And he took him by the hand and ran back to the White House, through the front door, past the guards, into the uh, cabinet room of the president. And Abraham Lincoln looked up and said, oh, hi, Tad. It was his son. And so he said, Dad, this man has to talk to you about something. And sure enough, that young man was given his discharge and got what he needed because he went to the top through that man's son. And that is the same way we approach God, not on our own merits, not because we have the right techniques or enough wisdom, but because Jesus has taken us by the hand and said, through me, you can pray our Father. So let's make use of that great privilege that we have. Let's um, come to God. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he hath done. Would you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, as, as we uh, say those words, we remember the treasure and the privilege that it is to be your children. Lord, I pray that you would remove uh, bad ideas we have about you as a distant God or as a uh, harsh father or as someone who can't be trusted. I pray that you would cleanse our minds and, and, and put in them the true and correct vision of who you are. Lord, some of us have had bad experiences with our earthly fathers. Some of us have had bad experiences with the church. And we just, we ask now that you would uh, renew our vision of who you really are. And I pray, Lord, that each person here would, um, uh, would come to you through a relationship with Jesus. Father, uh, for anyone here today who does not yet have a saving relationship with him, Lord, give them the, the humility 
and the understanding to trust in you, Jesus. And I pray that for those of us uh, who've been Christians for a while, who have gotten used to this privilege, that we would, uh, our faith in you, Jesus, would be renewed and strengthened, and our prayer lives would be supercharged um, by your Holy Spirit in us. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen.